This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Shortly, we'll be talking to Jekyll and Comer from Reto Labs, who analyzes this stuff and might be able to throw a bit of light as to why, how we can stop it, etc., etc. But just before we do that, and I can see Jacqueline's on hold, uh, she might be interested in this actually. There was a press conference, uh, well, press a stand up after the All Blacks training this morning. And I've just picked the two bits out. Um, Ian Foster, when asked to comment on the situation with Ben O'Keefe. Oh, there's no place for it. It's, um, you know, Ben's a quality ref. And um, you know, he, you know, I trust he, he was making the decisions for with the right reasons, and um, and you know, like like always, he he's never going to get 100 percent right, and coaches are never going to get 100 percent right, and players are never going to. But we've got a, an unforgiving crowd out there at the moment, haven't we? Who like to to pick holes, and I think that, you know, it's it is it's a sad part, and I think we've all got to play a part. I think. We've got to play a part in that. I think the media got to play a part in that, and we've just got to stamp that out because the refs are, you know, they 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 do it. They've got a tough job, and um, you know, and we we just got to keep standing by them. So Ian Foster, All Black coach there, um, and then the player they put up for a chat was Dane Coles and his thoughts on what's going on. Yeah, I felt sorry for Ben. Like I've been on that side too, <laughs> abused on social media, so it's always best to delete it for a bit. But yeah, I think we, as a um, as players, we have a responsibility, and um, like it's, it's everyone's passionate about the game, but it's important that we just kind of leave it where it was and um, and respect him because he shouldn't. Abuse is a is not a great thing, especially through direct messages from some muppets on social media. So um, yeah, I've been in those shoes, and it's not fun. But um, I think you know, I think Clayton and everyone's kind of reached out and supported supported me. Um, it's important that we show um, respect to the. To, to the rest in the game because they're doing a great job and sometimes they don't get it right but it doesn't mean we can go out and, and do what, the, what people have done to them. So Dane Colson, um, Ian Foster throwing their support behind uh, referees in general there. Now, very pleased to welcome onto the show Jacqueline Coma from Areto Labs. Welcome in, Jacqueline. Thanks, Daffy. Thanks for having me. Um, explain to me and the listeners Areto Labs the setup what your purpose is and how it can help us with the understanding of what's going on sure um, so Areto Labs is a women-led tech company and we track and moderate online abuse so as soon as uh, somebody sends something abusive on uh, a team a player maybe even a referee's uh, social media um, account that the uh, our technology is able to analyze that if it's abusive it's able to hide it automatically well wow. um, and yeah so do, do you have to gosh so the Ben O'Keefe situation for example there there was I was going to say hundreds there probably was is there an alert system that alerts your labs to, to this is what's happening or do you have to be approached and say hey can you have a look at this account yeah, it would be uh, be the latter. So if uh, if an organization approached us and said, hey, we know that this is an issue, uh, we want to be active versus uh, reactive, uh, and we know that this sort of thing comes up, 
we we want to express our duty of care. We want to you know uh, protect uh, protect these players, our team, these referees. We then track uh, those accounts, and then the the software works to automatically behind the scenes as soon as something comes in, it's analyzed and then dealt with one way or the other. So in the real life situation, this was on Ben's Instagram, and and it was comments mm-hmm. to an Instagram post from months and months ago. They just went looking for him and just started posting stuff. Um, were you actively involved in, in some sort of moderation with that once it came to light? No, no, we weren't. No, we weren't. Okay. Normally we would come in before uh, before anything happened rather than after the fact. Okay. So, for example, would a working project for you be something like, I don't know, a USA player misses a penalty shot in the semifinal of the FIFA World Cup that costs them a place in the final? You'd be proactive in that thinking she's going to get some abuse um yes yeah it's sort of but we would definitely be working with the organizations around them knowing the organizations knowing that that is just one of the the um the things that happens for for sports personalities uh for sports uh brands uh and so they would come to us and say hey we know that something might happen so let's make sure that we're we're handling all of these accounts and that we can moderate them as things come in so definitely again it's it's uh, looking at the problem, understanding that, that it's a problem uh, that's widespread and that being proactive is better than reactive. So sure, we can jump in um, after the fact, but it's much better to be there before uh, because we know it is going to happen. It's just a matter of when. So what's the process for an organisation or an individual? Let's say, I don't know, let's use Lionel Messi, so, you know, a big name, a Ronaldo, or even... even Adi Savia in New Zealand, can he go to you guys and say, hey, can you guys, can I be a member of your labs? Or, or how, do, how does it work so it doesn't happen in the first place as far as your involvement concerned? Yeah, that's a really good question. So we, we absolutely are happy to work with individual athletes, but the software does work better when it works you know, with a lot of people. So it's a team uh, or a uh, governing body would come to us and say, hey, we want to make sure that we're protecting not only our own social media staff who are um, under the gun as well and do receive a lot of abuse, but as well as uh, our players. Uh, We want to express the duty of care that way. Uh, And even the referees on the field, we want to protect them. And so and they would hire us to then handle handle all of those accounts to load that into the software. Right, gotcha. So what are the trends? What are you seeing? Uh, I feel like it's growing. Um, The ability for nameless, faceless people to set up a a burner account, for want of a better word, and just have a crack at something. There's no photo and they can have any sort of name they want. Is it growing? Uh, it's it's really hard to say if it's growing or not, only because the the issue hasn't been tracked for that long, for the three years that we've been analyzing this sort of stuff. Um, I wouldn't say that it is growing. I think that the concentration um, the concentration of louder voices is is certainly increasing. So we just uh, released a report about um, some NHL, so National Hockey League Pride uh, Pride Games, and we found in that report that. Um, while the abuse was worse than we've seen anywhere at any time, it was horrific and quite depressing as a as a big hockey fan. Um, but it was actually concentrated. I think it was 11% of the abuse came 
or 100% of the abuse came from 11% of the commenters um, mm. throughout uh, the game. So it is sort of a, a louder minority. And unfortunately, it doesn't really matter when that volume is hitting you like it did for Ben O'Keefe. It doesn't matter who it's coming from. It still is going to impact you. Are there repercussions for these offenders? Like, uh, for, from what I can tell, there's no consequences. I could go on and absolutely mm. ream someone. I mean, we saw it, um, things directed at our Prime Minister, at our Health Minister during COVID times, and they are relentless and life-threatening and quite quite bad. I don't care what side of the fence you sit on, there is a line you cannot cross. Um, I'm happy for open, open constructive criticism, um, a little bit of passionate feedback, but these death threats and stuff, is that illegal? Uh, it depends on the country uh, that, that somebody is living in, and that's one of the challenges of managing and prosecuting online abuse is where is the person living? Um, because that's the law of the land. Uh, so in New Zealand, you know, a death threat is illegal. In some countries, it might not be. And you might be living in New Zealand, but attacking somebody, you know, in in Cameroon. Uh, and what are the laws of the land in Cameroon? You know, how, because we have so much um, uh, so much contact with people around the world, it's really easy to talk to anyone anywhere. That it does become a challenge with who who can be prosecuted and who, like, is the Cameroon government going to say, well, this person was abused in Cameroon and so New Zealand police, now you need to prosecute this person? That's a challenge. So I think that that is, uh, that is a big problem. I think, um, you know, you say that there are few consequences. It doesn't seem like uh, there are any. And I think that that's, that's a really, really good point that you're making there is that, um, you know, online abuse has not had many uh, consequences, or at least the consequences have been positive. If you send, if you send something uh, nasty to someone, you feel good. Uh, you know, maybe you were angry about something else in your life, or just, you know, you just wanted to hurt someone or say something. You feel really good, and you might actually get a lot of likes uh, on your social media feed. So that's just fueling it. Unfortunately, there haven't been many negative consequences, and I think that's really where where we can start to shift the dial on the issue if there were more consequences to those actions that, you know, for, for the Ben O'Keefe example, if there, uh, if there were consequences, if, the, um, if New Zealand Rugby or the Super Rugby League was able to look at the, the offenders and say, well, that's strike number one, you do that one more time, you know, that's a yellow card, one more yellow card and you're out. Uh, you're suspended from attending matches. You're suspended from uh, from any of our social media channels. Like if we can start to have consequences to those negative consequences to those actions, I think we'll start to see a change. I like that, but there's a huge flaw in that in my view because it's so easy to open up just another account uh, under a different name, set up a separate email address. Um, and it was just like some of these people were posting on Ben O'Keefe's Instagram account with their name, and their photo saying they wish he got cancer. And I'm like, mm. that, that, does law have to change in New Zealand? So are, are you telling me that there's no law in New Zealand? I can go on and tell Ben O'Keefe that, you know, someone put, I wished he was on that submarine that was looking for the Titanic. I mean, that, that's, that's bloody awful. I know it's a motive and they may not have meant it, but people mm. can just do that. So is it like a legal change? 
yes, it, it could be a legal change. And, you know, not, I'm not a lawyer, so I'm not really sure if you'd be able to, to prosecute somebody for saying, I wish you were on that, uh, that submersible. Um, you know, who knows? But I do think that the more people who understand that this is an issue, the more pressure there will be for us to look at the laws of the land and make sure that, that not only we have the right laws in place, I think, you know, it takes a long time to, to write a law and then get it through parliament uh, and then get uh, the police educated on what laws there are that they can, that are now on the books and how to prosecute that. It takes a long time and yet technology moves extremely quickly and there has to be a way, um, at least if there's a bigger will of the people, uh, we've seen that in Europe, there's a will of the people to push for changes and so they have laws uh, on the books. Even Australia has uh, better laws on the books for that sort of thing because there's a bigger will of the people. So it's, you know, this might be the moment for New Zealand to say, actually, you know, Ben O'Keefe, he's a great referee. Uh, this is, you know, our game. And this is a horrible thing that has just happened. And this is completely unacceptable. And oh, wait a second, what happens now? You know, who's what, what young kid is going to want to be a referee? How is this going to impact, you know, our national sport? And maybe that will get people to start caring enough to pressure government to make some laws that have teeth. We're talking to Jacqueline Comer from Areto Labs. Jacqueline, I, I, I fully understand that this is probably probably even less than 1% of the people that are making 100% of the impact. What can mm-hmm. us as rugby fans that just find this behaviour as abhorrent? Is it best for us to ignore it? Is it best for us to call it out? Because by and large, the massive majority of New Zealand rugby fans do not want this behaviour in and around our game. What can we do? Um, there's, there's a couple of things. Um, you know, you say that the people uh, with these accounts have their names and their photos. That means that they are somebody's, you know, father, mother, sister, brother, cousin, neighbour, uh, workmate. If, if you see them do something, say something. Like, there's nothing worse than being called out for something done that you've done online and somebody saying, hey, mate, that was uh, uncalled for. Um, that's probably the job number one. I would say definitely do not, uh, do not respond to it on, on social media. Don't respond to the comments. We've tried. We've done lots of different experiments at Aredo, um to understand what that does. And um, while it makes the person who's being attacked or the victim feel a lot better that they have support, it actually um, brings on more hate. Um, so if you say, hey, mate, that's not cool, um, you might actually get a blowback and people will pile on to you, which uh, is not what we want either. So definitely call it out to someone if you know someone doing it. Um, and then hopefully just trust that um, that there's someone looking out for, you know, the Ben O'Keefe's of the world that, you know, they're the organization under which he works is looking at the problem and is going to take some action around that. Mm. Jacqueline, I really appreciate your time today. It's it's uh, good work you're doing, and um, let's hope we can see some positive change. The, just trying to highlight this both here and and the great work you do as well. Thanks heaps for chatting to us today. Thanks, Daffy. She is Jacqueline Coma from Areto Labs, doing their very best to try and minimise all this harmful hate speech traffic that I detest. I don't mind robust argument. Don't mind that at all. But when you get personal and wish ill of people, it's just horrible. Horrible. And the fact she said more than once, um, people feel good about abusing someone. Good Lord. Good Lord. Anyway, um, 
We'll get the lines open if you want. If you want to comment on that, 0800 150 811. I'm going to go and fill my water bottle. I'll be back with you after the break.